Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about anterior cruciate ligament injury. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash ACL injury or in the orthopedic section of the Zero to Finals surgery book. So let's get straight into it. Injury to either the anterior cruciate ligament, the ACL, or the posterior cruciate ligament, the PCL, can cause instability in the knee. Damage to the ACL is common, particularly among athletes. PCL injuries are less common. Let's talk about the basic anatomy. At the top of the tibia, there are the medial and lateral condyles, which are slightly convex surfaces that correspond to the condyles of the femur. Between the condyles, there is an intercondylar area. The cruciate ligaments are named after where they attach to the tibia. The ACL, or the anterior cruciate ligament, attaches to the anterior intercondylar area on the tibia. The PCL, or the posterior cruciate ligament, attaches to the posterior intercondylar area on the tibia. There are rounded areas of bone at the end of the femur which are also called condyles. At the back of the distal end of the femur is the intercondylar notch which is a groove between the two condyles of the femur. Both cruciate ligaments originate from the intercondylar notch on the femur. The ACL on the lateral aspect and the PCL on the medial aspect. The anterior cruciate ligament stops the tibia from sliding forwards in relation to the femur. The posterior cruciate ligament stops the tibia sliding backwards in relation to the femur. Let's talk about the presentation. The anterior cruciate ligament is typically damaged during a twisting injury to the knee. The injury causes pain, swelling and a pop sound or a pop sensation. Patients with anterior cruciate ligament injuries will have instability of the knee joint. The tibia can move anteriorly below the femur. The patient can experience buckling of the knee and may feel a lack of confidence that the knee is stable. Over time, muscle weakness develops and there's an increased risk of other knee injuries, for example, meniscal tears. The anterior draw test can be used to assess for anterior cruciate ligament damage. To perform the anterior draw test, the patient is supine or on their back, with the hip flexed at 45 degrees and the knee flexed at 90 degrees with the foot flat on the couch. The examiner sits on the patient's toes to stabilise the foot and the examiner holds the leg just below the knee and pulls the proximal tibia or the end of the tibia anteriorly, sliding it forwards away from the femur at the knee. Essentially the examiner is pulling the top of the patient's lower legs towards them. In a normal knee there will be a slight anterior movement of the proximal tibia but a definite end point to the movement as the ACL holds the joint securely. With ACL damage the tibia can move an excessive distance anteriorly and the examiner will not be able to feel a clear endpoint to the movement. The Latchman test is similar to the anterior jaw test, but the knee is tested while flexed at around 20 to 30 degrees. Examination can be difficult to interpret shortly after the injury due to the pain and the swelling. 
Examination after the acute pain and swelling has settled is more likely to be accurate. Let's talk about investigations. An MRI scan is usually the first line imaging investigation for establishing a diagnosis of an ACL injury. Arthroscopy can be used to visualise the cruciate ligaments and it's the gold standard investigation for diagnosing a cruciate ligament tear. So an MRI scan is usually first line, but arthroscopy is the gold standard. Finally, let's talk about management. The nice clinical knowledge summaries on knee pain, updated in 2017, recommend urgent referral in patients with an acute onset of knee pain associated with symptoms suggestive of an acute anterior cruciate ligament tear. Local pathways vary and this may involve sending the patient directly to A&E or to the fracture clinic. Symptoms suggestive of an acute anterior cruciate ligament tear include a pop, rapid onset of swelling and instability of the knee or the knee giving way. Conservative management can be remembered with the mnemonic RICE. R for rest, I for ice, C for compression and E for elevation. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs are usually first line for analgesia in musculoskeletal injuries. Crutches and knee braces may be required to help protect the knee while mobilising. Physiotherapy can be used before and after surgery for rehabilitation. Arthroscopic surgery to reconstruct the ligament is often required, particularly in active and young patients. The type and the timing of surgery will be based on individual factors such as the extent of the ACL injury and the patient's activities, for example whether they're a young competitive athlete or a sedentary older patient. A new ligament is formed using a graft tendon from another location. The option for where the graft tendon used to reconstruct the ACL comes from includes the hamstring tendon, the quadriceps tendon, or what's called bone patella tendon bone, where you take part of the patella tendon as well as the bone it inserts into. Thanks for listening to this episode on anterior cruciate ligament injury. As always, big thank you to Harry for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about Osgood-Schlatter disease.